Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. I'm excited to have you here. My name is Dino Watt, your host, as always, bringing you the best practices for all of you practice owners out there. And I want to, first of all, Shout out and thank all of you for sharing this podcast with your colleagues and friends. You've done such a great job helping me build this podcast that we're honored to have the guests that we do. Uh, don't forget to continue to share it, like us, follow us on Facebook and also on YouTube, and we can share that with more and more people. Uh, today, we have, as we always do, bringing you an expert in their field, a dentist this time. I know we talked to dentists, orthodontists, chiropractors, veterinarians, and this week we brought in a special dentist who has an amazing product that he'd like to talk about, and we can't wait to hear his story. So we'd like to all welcome Dr. Steven Davidowitz. Did I say it right? That was great. Awesome. Very good. Well, everybody knows here that I um, try my best when it comes to names. So as we get started, Steven, what we'd like to do, do you mind me calling you Steven? Please. Yeah, I've been called Steven since I was born. So that's perfect. There you go. Uh, as long as it's not Steve-O, because nobody likes that guy, right? <laughs> All right. So, Stephen, uh, I always we always start this podcast the same way, which is with everyone's story, because I believe stories connect all of us. So, go ahead and tell us your story. How did you get into dentistry? Why and doing what you're doing now? That's a great question. Uh, I my 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 dad's a dentist. Easiest answer in the world, right? Yeah. I grew up in a dental family. Obviously, I've become a dentist, but that wasn't the case. Uh, I, uh, I grew up um, uh, in a family where my dad was a dentist. My sister actually, who's older than me, became a dental hygienist and she became a professor of dental hygiene over at NYU uh, Dental School. So it seemed like it was these uh, footprints uh, that I could just kind of follow in and just walk, mm-hmm. walk through. But as a rebellious son, a, a child of only, you know, they only had two children. I said, the last thing I want to do is become a dentist. I don't want to be like dad. Nah, it's, come on. What would that be telling my family? So, uh, but what I did love is I love science and I loved healthcare and I, I the, the combination too. So I figured, hey, medicine is where I'm at, or maybe some type of uh, uh, of scientific research, or maybe a lab, whatever it may be. That's where I was focused. So I, I, uh, I finished my high school, I went into college, and my focus that I told the advisor was that, I don't know what I want to do, but it's got to be in medicine, it's got to be in science, I love it. So I went through the, the trek, I went to a place called Baruch College, it's over in Manhattan, New York, and it's actually known as a business college, but they have this like secret science program, very small compared to their large business program that they have. And really amazing professors. I, I can't say enough about them because they really helped me excel. And I was on my path to uh, doing pre-med and I, with full support for my family, even though I had all that, that backing. Uh, <laughs> one one uh, break that we had, uh, it was over, I think it was like Thanksgiving break. And I was, I was in the laboratory. I was reading um, little slides of chlorophyll uh, very boring of the cells of a plant. And, and if we introduce a mutant strain, what's going to happen? And I was, I was kind of going through this mathematical of thousands of these, I was losing my mind. And I, I thought, you know what, 
maybe dentistry is not so bad. Did <laughs> <laughs> I get out of here? So inspiration happened. in the middle of chlorophyll <laughs> slides. Yeah, <laughs> in a dark room by myself. My friends were skiing in Utah, and I was I was still there in Manhattan. And uh, and I actually uh, called up uh, Kaplan, a study uh, prep course, and I said, "Hey, I signed up for the uh, MCATs. Could I change it over to the DATS, the dental emission test testing?" And they said, "Sure." And I did, and I took the exam and they did a great job. A plug to Kaplan. I think they're still around. I don't know in the digital world if they're still like, you know, person to person. Right. They did an amazing job and I aced that exam. And it's since then, it was like the best decision of my life. Nice. And this is that, A, I had the background. I had, I, I heard the lectures. My dad was actually not just a dentist, but an educator uh, teaching at NYU. So I had that, that in my head constantly because we were practicing. Sure. I also loved working with my hands as a kid. I would make everything. I loved building things. So whether mm -hmm. it was Lego or paintings, uh, drawings, uh, putting together a ship uh, in, in a little bottle, things like that. I just always yeah. loved it. And, and mm -hmm. the aftermath, it was like, oh, I, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. This is where I belonged. I love doing things with my hands. I love science. And I loved the whole medical sphere it was obviously where I should have been. And thankfully I was placed there. That's awesome. What a great story. I love that when people are, first of all, I have found that there are three types of people when it comes to why they chose their career, especially in this, in these industries is that either, like you said, followed family member, maybe a great uncle or a dad or whatever. Um, it, I had an accident when I was a kid and that thing saved me and it made me want to do it or I had no idea what I was doing and I just fell into it, right? It's like, oh, I figured I'd do this instead of that. I love that you went against the grain and were like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Don't want to be like that. Don't want to follow those steps. But then we're at least aware enough to start seeing where those footsteps were headed. And uh, that I think that should be the title of your upcoming book where it's like, you know, inspiration in the middle of uh, chlorophyll slides. <laughs> that would be great. And what I loved, I went to a NYU dental school, large class, like 300 plus. Um, everybody had such amazing stories. Like we had, we had somebody that was a chef, like a like top chef uh, for year, like a, I think a decade. And wow, and decided, hey, I want to go to dental school. It, it was like all these people next to me, and everyone had. It, it really, truly is amazing the path that it takes to get to that point. But yep. And then obviously from that point, the path is so much greater of what you're going to do with this. Well, I love that you remember those stories of your colleagues and your classmates, right? Because that's, I do, I believe that's what connects to all of us. We all have a story. We all have a reason why we do the thing that we do, especially if we're passionate about it, which obviously you can tell that you are. And that then opens us up to so many more opportunities that have come down, come into our path. So how long have you been practicing now? So I graduated in 2007. Uh, okay. I did a one-year residency. Uh, in, I'm in, from New York, so it's a, the Brooklyn Hospital. Um, it was a great residency. Learned so much more. The, the thing about dentistry, it's, it's pretty remarkable as you go through these four years of dental school. You, you learn the basics, maybe, if you're lucky. It's right. all about the practice, and that's why they, you know it's called when you open up a practice. It, that's it's right. You just keep learning and learning and you look back, you're like, I knew nothing just five yeah. years ago, 10 years yeah. ago, I knew negative five of anything. Um, and so true. 
today's world keep changing. So things that we were taught, they didn't even know what was going to be happening in the year 2020. Uh, yeah. Pandemic, but and even you know going forward, uh, what we can use with technology and how to implement that, and what's worth the investment, what's not. And these are yeah. things that only practicing and 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 trial and error and making some mistakes uh, along in the investment route is going to bring to a practice. Well, as you know too, there are unfortunately people who learn that one thing, get good at that one thing, and just say, "Well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm only doing this thing," and they don't, don't really evolve. And I have the saying I've said on the show many times before that I believe you either choose to be a part of the evolution of whatever it is, if it's your industry, if it's a, a learning technique, if it's a way that you do the thing that you do, that you either choose to evolve or you will be delegated or relegated to talking about the evolution later. And you don't want to be the person talking about it. You want to be the person who is actually a part of it. A hundred percent. And it's fun. It's, it happens to be rewarding. Uh, yes, there's an investment aspect, but what, if you just keep with what you were taught and the mundane of doing something over and over, A, you don't feel great about it. You mm-hmm. kind of see things that are out there that other people are doing and you don't feel comfortable doing it. And patients, they're looking for they that conservative, more, more of a modern approach and they totally feel it. I, I hear it all the time. It's like, I love the fact you have this. I love the fact that we don't have to be doing this that I remember. Uh, yes. It's a <laughs> practice. I, I was given a speech last week. I was, I've been traveling a lot lately. It was, uh, it was the uh, Chicago Women's Orthodontic Group. And I was talking about how I was that kid that every time I went to the dentist, I had a cavity every time. And I, and like that feeling and that sound of the knee, 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 knee in my head is like, I could, I could mimic that sound. And I started doing that. And one of the doctors was like, we love that sound. <laughs> I was like, well, we have, who are the recipients of it? Don't. You know? exactly. but, there was a whole, uh, um, I had a professor back in school. He was like, once you learn how to drill, then you can fill, then you can bill. Right. You probably heard that term. Yeah, totally. Drill, fill, bill. Yep. And I never forget him saying that he was an older gentleman, like 75. And he's like, and that was like the purpose of what I was going through school for. And I was like, right. no, <laughs> that's, nope. that's, that's totally not. And it, the coolest part is, is that now we have things in my practice, like the Soleil laser, which is mm-hmm. here anymore. Right. Uh, it's less bleeding. And we use it for so many applications, even for snoring. Um, yeah. And, and not to be the drill, fill and build guy, but to rather be like, Hey, I want better health. And that's, that's, what, right. that's what everybody wants. Now they want better health. They don't want yep. their cavity filled. They want, how could I get my teeth to be healthier? How could I do this yep. less invasive? How could I conserve more tooth structure? And for me to be able to answer that, because I have, you know, invested in that technology and continuing education, because you can't rely on what you were taught. That that's you, right. Very little. It's just the first building block. You got to be like way up here. And like we start down here. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that whole total health thing is such an important thing to educate on nowadays. Uh, you know, as somebody who wasn't in this industry, who, who is I'm not a dentist and go to dental school, um, the, the learning curve of why is oral health so important in, in all aspects of it? We were just having this conversation. I want to say it was last night with my daughter. She's in, uh, she's in college. She's third year in college. And she was telling us something about how she had heard about somebody who uh, 
or, or a class that you took about never brushing your teeth. If you never brush your teeth, what would happen? And we were talking about dogs and how our, our previous dog who, who passed away about two years ago, that he had congenital heart failure. And one of the things the veterinarian told us was because of his, we got him from, uh, it was a rescue dog because of his years of bad plaque on the teeth and bad uh, teeth care, even he, they contributed a lot of his congenital heart disease to his teeth. And so we were talking about how there's so many connections to oral health inside of that. She had no idea, right? She's like, I don't, I didn't know that. I had no clue about that. I've, I'm good friends with Gary, Katie, and those guys over there with total health, uh, total, uh, health practice, total practice health and guys who really think the way you do of like, this is about the holistic part. It's not just, I'm going to fill a cavity. Like you said, drill and fill it's let's talk about how we can make this holistically a positive environment for the rest of your body. And, and you go, you go into an exam room with that in mind, it changes a practitioner's whole day. hundred percent. It's not looking for a hole. It's not looking for decay. It's looking for what could we do in this situation to improve this person's life? Yes. And, and I, I'm act, I, I do a lot of cosmetics too. So it's, and people think of cosmetic dentists as maybe a, a little bit of a joke because like, oh, they're looking just to beautify. They're not looking to help somebody out. But it's a whole holistic approach, meaning if somebody's not comfortable with their something, right. there's something that they are hiding, they're, they're, they're actually going to not enjoy the endorphins of smiling and they're not going to feel comfortable. Their stress levels are going to go higher. So it's not just looking for cavities, gum disease, God forbid, oral cancer, right. uh, factors, uh, correlations and comorbidities that are associated with periodontal disease. It's also looking for what, what is it about your mouth or your smile that you're uncomfortable with? And let's- yep that into this holistic approach and that a increases my revenue thinking that way but it's not mm -hmm. just about that it's it's that the opposite it's that thinking of dentistry as not just a mouth which is not associated with the body to put it back into the body and it's a part of your heart health your systemic health everything yep. that you just mentioned your mental health your mental health tremendous part of it in fact yep crazy studies over the past five years of dementia and Alzheimer's association with people That's right. with poor oral health, periodontal disease, loss of teeth at an early age. So they weren't able yeah. to have proper nutrition. I mean, this is not a part of the body that is a, like a car where you take out the motor and you work on it. It's a part of the car. It's a part of the body. And a practitioner has to always think that way. It will be more rewarding both mentally gratifying and financially. Absolutely. I remember during the, the beginning of the pandemic when everybody was shut down and uh, I follow obviously a lot of uh, dentists on my Facebook and stuff like that. And I had a gentleman who I have known for quite a while that he put out a, he reposted it from someone else, but he basically put out a thing saying, Hey, talk about being essential. Like, us as dentists need to stay open because if uh, somebody goes to the ER with a, a tooth problem, a broken tooth or whatever, they're not going to do anything other than give them aspirin. They don't know what the heck they're doing. This is a, and, and basically the idea was we need to start looking at the dental side of things, the oral health as just as important as your cardiologist 
or your internist or like all of those guys, you're all on the same level because you have to be able to look at as this is essential. This is the emergency that we need to keep this office open. And so he, he did, he was like, I don't care. I'm keeping myself open because I'm saving those lives over there. I had a question I wanted to ask you though, that I, when you're talking about the evolution and all this, so your dad has been doing this for quite a while. Is he still practicing? He is. Yeah. He's still practicing. He has his own practice uh, in a borough of New York called Brooklyn. You might've heard of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Uh, back then it was the Brooklyn Dodgers before even the Mets. That's started. right. Uh, so he's been practicing for like uh, 45, 48 years, <laughs> something like okay. that. So uh, I'm interested in the conversations of evolution between the two of you, right? Because he's seen a lot. Yeah, he has. So the coolest part is that he was always a, a go-getter. So like he, he was at, NYU, where I uh, went as well, uh, when they first learned how to bond a ceramic or porcelain veneer to teeth. Um, and he was, you know, fellow classmates with the people that, that did that. Um, he was also a pioneer in plastics, uh, the way of moving teeth with a piece of plastic. Um, so he actually lectured for a company back in the time, it was called Raintree Essex, uh, okay. then bought over by Dentsply. Um, uh-huh. Many people have probably heard of that. Yep. But he, he was on the circuit. This is before Invisalign, before the big companies that took it and computerized everything. And he would show like, hey, you take a mold, you modify the mold, you do a suck down, you, you take these pliers, you heat it up, you put a little divot in there that's going to exert a force. This is going to be life changing for your adult patients. Uh, he always said three out of four patients sitting in your chair, they're going to come in with some crowding of their lower uh, anterior teeth or whatever it may be. And this is going to increase their oral health. It, it may not be perfect. It's not braces, but nobody's going to do braces. They're 50 years old. They're not, they're yeah. not putting the wires in the teeth, but you take this mold and you do this and you do it over a course of three to four months. Now they're able to access these areas with the toothbrush. They can floss better. They feel better about themselves. That was him. It was the coolest thing. Wow. Like, that's awesome. Problem. And, you know, once I got into the field, that's what I love, you know, really loved was that you're not pigeon held into like, okay, this is what's out there, but rather like, what else can we do? So right. I've always had that uh, internally, I believe, because I watched it happen and occur with my dad's practice. It wasn't just, you know, I'm an older dentist. I'm only going to put silver fillings in and right. I don't care. So, and what was really neat is that once I uh, graduated and became a dentist and I love technology and I'm a techie, plus I love the whole art of things is that I actually pushed him even further, right? He was already in his like fifties at that point. Um, And, you know, I got him to digital uh, uh, impressions and CAD cam and uh, uh, simulations and, you know, things that we could do to increase the patient value as far as what we're doing for them. And he loved it. And he, and he took it full on and he was, you know, he became so proficient at things that he was just so uncomfortable with. I want to be that when I'm 60, 70. Well, that's what I love, right? When you think about the the legacy that he's leaving, not just that, oh yeah, my son became an orthodontist to, I'm sorry, a dentist to my daughter is, you know, the the hygiene teacher, like that's cool. But the legacy of, of learning and the legacy of like, oh, I can actually continue that learning method. Like I said, continue learning that desire to always grow. And I find it fascinating that your dad was in that plastic space. Like what a great story. I've never heard that before of other dentists doing it before there was, you know, I knew dent supplies little story a little bit, but that, that, that your dad was in that. And now you're in that world too, because you're looking and going, okay, well, how can I look at this with the liners? And we haven't introduced this yet, but 
obviously with the company that you helped found of uh, being able to help kind of orthodontist, dentist, everybody like do what we have seen in Invisalign and 3M with Spark and all those other ones, just a little different. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about that, how that came up. And I'm sure you and your dad have had many conversations around that. Oh, sure. Firstly, I, I would love to start with the story of, he was lecturing for a company called Raintree. Raintree uh-huh. Essex uh, was a play, play on the letters. So if you take Raintree and I forgot what it's called, what it was called, and you take a word, and the same letters, you could turn it around into a different word. Oh, um, like it's, mom and wow. And yeah. uh, it is parallel. Not, it's not parallelogram. That well, seems like that's anyway, a math. That's a rain tree is actually a retainer. Uh, if you take the letters and you. Turn oh, them, nice. Okay. Uh, he loved that. He started his lecture every time and then just were like mind blown just by that. And they, he right. had from hello. I'm mind blown by that. That's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, I'm totally um, going to steal that, by the way. <laughs> good. So, um, yes. So, so love for plastics. My first job um, before I was counting the, the chlorophyll in the laboratory uh, for credits, my first job was not at the uh, grocery store or the pizza store or being a counselor. It was actually working in my dad's office uh, before I decided I didn't want to be a dentist. Uh, I was in his basement <laughs> and he put me in the basement because he said, Patients shouldn't see you because I would come in with you know my t you know t shirt and shorts. But right, uh, right. he taught me how to suck down these plastics because that's what he he loved. You know he, he was teaching it. So I was actually in the basement making models and sucking down plastic. So I learned a lot about plastic and I was like flabbergasted when a line came out with Invisalign. I was in dental school at the time and I had oh, a really? that taught me um, had how to use it. So I started dental school in 2003. They came out in like 1999, but it wasn't so really, you know, pushed right. It wasn't really prevalent. Um, and they, uh, they made some arrangement with NYU that, you know, we, sh- the general dentist should be taught very basic Invisalign. Cause back then Invisalign was actually targeted towards the orthodontist. Sure. Who didn't really like it. Uh, they didn't like the idea of having right. kind of up the, the control, uh, and not towards general dentist. And then they kind of pivoted as I was through dental school to go more to the general dentist. And then it went to both because patients wanted it and orthodontists kind of came on board because that's what patients wanted. Um, but I, I kind of knew about this. I was like, Oh, I know this. I know, I know how plastic works. I know, I know the forces that it exerts. I understand the principles behind it. And I love the fact that they're taking this to a whole geeky level and they're going to predict the movements instead of actually uh, making the movements per step. Uh, so everything can be made beforehand. And, uh, I started doing cases right there. I was the first one in my clinic to do these Invisalign cases. And I loved it. It was really fun. I actually, my, my, my first practice that I opened, that's how I built that practice up. Uh, I was renting space in a larger practice as my own, you know, sole proprietor. And, uh, and I was just doing a load of this Invisalign at a lower cost. Um, I wasn't making much profit, but I had to get patients in. I I didn't have patients. Uh, unlike yeah. my dad who opened up in like the uh, 78, 79, he hung up a shingle in his area. And everybody and came. Rolled in. In Manhattan, I put up a shingle, be lost amongst the big signs. So this was what I did. I was like, hey, this is a, you know, this is getting out there. Adults are able to straighten their teeth with a clear piece of plastic. Oh, now that you're here, you haven't had a cleaning in four years. Let me uh, have my hygienist who was only here one morning a week, but I would say she's completely booked, but Wednesday morning, I have an opening at 9 a.m. We'll she get was you. completely booked. <laughs> she was. <laughs> yeah. And I literally 
if funny enough, built my practice with clear aligners uh, and that's, and I grew up with it. So it, it all plays this like building. Yeah. Over time, uh, there, there, are other, there are other plastic uh, liner companies that came out, not many. Uh, some of them were sued by the larger ones and then they got knocked mm -hmm. down. Um, the tough part is a lot of my patients, uh, their reservation was cost, uh, especially because I look at a holistic approach to dentistry. So if I'm like, sure. I want to place an implant uh, on tooth number four in the upper right, and I have to make a little space. So I, I want you to do clear aligners first, and that's going to cost you $5,000. My area is five to 7,000 is the average. Um, I lost that case, like from Hello. Sure. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, can you do a bridge? I'll just wear a partial. I'm not going to leave that space the way it is because I, I can't afford that. And that really hurt me all the time. And I was like, I remember the days where we would do this in the basement and I would make these plastics, but nobody's going to say okay to that because there's so much better out there, but there's got to be a middle ground. Like, how can we look at yeah. the approach of dentistry and, and have the same comfort and have the predictability that's there? but target it towards a general dentist that wants to do other work. So I've been working on this now for five years. It's literally been five years. Um, and over the past four years, we've uh, gone through uh, different plastics, different uh, treatment planning softwares, and we got it. Like, so about three years ago, we started treating patients with a plastic. It's my own company. I'm a co-founder called ModMouth in my practice, in my dad's practice. And we actually had beta dentists from around the country, uh, about a dozen. Sure. And we were just doing cases and trying things out and we, we got it. We got like this amazing result where people were going through this predictable treatment. They literally were going through the treatment either in one, uh, one treatment or with, if you're familiar with the term of refinement, which means like an additional uh -huh. round of aligners, 90% were completed at that point, 10% needed a third one. And what I kept thinking is like, why are we charging the patient for these like unlimited aligners for X amount of years? Uh, and it costs us 2000 plus. And then we have to charge them for the sure time. If we actually found something that could get through the treatment quicker and not have to pay the laboratory that amount and therefore charge the patient, let's say 3000 or 4,000 for a treatment that's five to 7,000 and then couple that together with an implant or veneers or a crown. Mm. Maybe. And all of a sudden our caseload of acceptance was going up, not just myself. I, I'm pretty, uh, a personal guy and people, my patients usually say yes to me no matter what, but I was nice. like, let's pick dentists from all over the country from all you know, yeah. different socioeconomic areas and things like that. And just see like what their, what their response was from their patients and their treatments and all that we've shown consistent increase in profitability, case acceptance, and more comprehensive treatments by using this mod mouth clear aligner system. And that's awesome. we got there. We, and then we got the pandemic and it was, it's been crazy on <laughs> world. I mean, but our profession as well, what's really cool is that I'm so blessed to, I feel it to be a dentist. Yes. We've gone through a hard time, but like the second we opened our doors and I'm sure people listening have yeah. had experience, like we we're like, Oh my God, it was three months. We're shut down for whatever it may be. The second we opened our doors, the phones were off the hook, right? Yep. We are a profession, yep. Thank goodness that could just like pick right back up. Um, and with Monmouth, we, we, we didn't give up during the pandemic. We just kept pushing along and we made it better. We tried to make the whole process of submission and cases. So I, I, when I was home with my kids, as they were homeschooling, I was working on these programs with our programmers and we nice. got to a place where we were ready to release it. And we just did two weeks ago. We just released dentists across the country. Anyone could sign up. It's mod hyphen mouth. That's like a dash. 
mod-mouth.com, like two different sections to either sign in or sign up. And it's, it's the most affordable clear aligners for dentists. It actually is. Um, if I can say this on your program, I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, you can say yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's nine ninety nine. It's we want to keep it under a thousand. That was my goal. And it, my other partners like, no, it's got to be twelve hundred, whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. We showed that it's predictable that we're not going to lose money because most people, most patients, will be completed in one set or you know one round or one right. refinement. So if there's a few that need three or four or more, so we came up with this package, and it is a package, but it's nine ninety nine. You get the whole treatment plus that one refinement, and there's like a small charge. I think it's one forty nine if you need an additional refinement. Uh, and then after that, it's free for additional ones because we're so confident that it works. Um, and it, and the, the AI behind it, the artificial intelligence, and this is not to go against orthodontists or for more comprehensive cases, because the beauty of a general dentist is that we get to refer. We get to refer. Right. If there's a case that uh, I had this great oral surgeon, he was a mentor of mine when I was, uh, when I was just starting out. Um, he was from my community growing up, but uh, I cursed him. And he said, if you ever feel the hairs on the back of your neck sticking up, you're trying to take a tooth out or you're trying to do something and it's just you start getting nervous and you feel like you put down yeah. put it put it down clean them up and refer because yeah. that's the beauty of being a general dentist that you don't need to take that on in fact your yeah. patients will appreciate it and not be nervous about coming back to you they might be nervous about going back to ike but they're not going to be nervous about coming back to you because you put that down so with yeah. clear aligners it's the same thing so we're giving the most predictable movements for like the majority of cases of relapse or crowding and, and whatever it may be. And for those experienced in clear aligners, you could do crazy stuff. I mean, you could do the elastics, you could do changes in the, sure. uh, but the, the main point of our system is to decrease the amount of chair time, increase the comfort, the, the, the speediness of the, of the treatment and decrease the cost that you have to give over to your patient so that they say yes. They say yes every time because they're comparing right. it fine to what they were told by you two years ago and they just couldn't afford it. And now all of a sudden you could get that area for the implant. So not just, you know, you didn't just make $2,000 off the, the orthodontics, but now you're able to get to that implant and make another grand, two grand uh, for the yeah. implant itself, plus the abutment and the crown. I mean, it all adds up and it's just a lot Absolutely. more. Yes, yes, yes. So that's, that's my mouth. It's really cool. So is this, is this a, this isn't a, uh, you 3d printed in your own office type thing. This is that they get the case, they send it out to you, you just like you would on a normal. Yeah. This is, is that like, right. This is like any other, uh, anyone who's familiar with submitting clear aligner cases, uh, with any yeah. of the major companies out there, this is you taking either digital scans or PVS impressions. I love digital oh. scans into digital dentistry, but whoever hasn't adopted that yet, we could do right really good quality PVS, which you may have to take a couple of them until you get a perfect one. You yeah. send that in, reread that, and then we will digitize it. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of cases of AI that we are comparing that to come up with a treatment plan, but we're programming into that. We don't, we might not want that second molar to rotate 45 degrees because that's going to take right. years. And the patient's yeah. not cleaning of any malocclusion of their bite and discomfort when chewing. There's no wear patterns on their tooth. So why are we going to put the patient through that and cost us a lot more money and not get to the veneers, the implants, the crowns that we wanted to do. So we're yeah. using like really predictable treatment plan. Most patients care about the aesthetics. That's what's yeah. driving them. Dentists yep. care about the aesthetics and the health. So yep. when teeth are like this in the front, and then at the end, they're like this, we know their gums are going to be less likely to recede and, or to have gingivitis. We know that they're going to be able to floss properly. The second molar that's 
not rotated at the exact angle of what is ideal in an orthodontic book, I think most general dentists and most dentists and orthodontists even would say that's fine. Right. We don't have to be chasing something that is orthodontically ideal. It's got to be great for us and great for the patient. It also yeah. has to couple together with that holistic approach of a treatment plan so that we're not killing them by saying, okay, I know you want this, but first you got to do this and that's going to cost you seven grand. And then we'll get right. to what you wanted. Cause again, it's always like a, a, it's a hard no. It's like, Oh, this is not right. the time for me. Or I'll talk to my wife. Right. That's the last that's right, the right, right, right. treatment plan. Uh, I got to talk to my spouse about this. Yeah. Uh, we found in our offices, both of mine, uh, Dr. Gary, who's my dad, as well as the dozen or so other dentists across the country, is that when they were able to present something that was two grand, three grand less in cost mm -hmm. to the patient, coupled together with a, a comprehensive treatment plan, the yeses were so much higher than what they were used to. And they, sure. they and then for the cases that they did, were not comprehensive, they were able to say, yeah, we, we remember I told you about Invisalign or Click, whatever, whatever it may be, uh, and that was $5,500. We now have an alternative that's actually $4,500. It doesn't have the, it's, it's not the Rolex, right? But it's still an amazing right. watch and it's going to get you there. It'll get you the result that you want. And the patients say, yeah, because that's $2,000 that they're saving and the dentist yeah making a nice profit so that you don't have to lower that price all the way down. I like to lower the price when I'm coupling it together with my veneer work and I don't, and they want minimally prepared veneers. And I'm like, well, you have an overlap of a tooth. So let's go through four months of mod mouth for, let's say $3,000 cost me $9.99. I just made 2000 just off of that. And then yeah. get veneers and in their mind, especially those that have some orthodontic coverage, they're like, yeah, that makes total sense. Totally. Yep. So, so I'm assuming that now that you have officially launched, we will be seeing this. You'll be ramping like the, the exhibits up and stuff at different events and stuff like that. So people can yeah. see more of this. I mean, immediately as you were talking, I was thinking, I just got done with the Smiles at Sea event about a month ago where I was like, oh, people are talking, this type of thing would be right in line with a lot of those exhibitors that are there talking about their stuff, like the different products and, and, and services. So we're trying to do this in a smart way. We're not, we're not hiring thousands of reps going throughout uh -huh. the country because then your price goes up. The whole purpose here yeah. is to keep costs down, comfortable and the most affordable. But at the same time, we do in major markets uh, have reps that are available to show you the plastic, show you the treatment plan software, walk you through it. If not, if they're not in your area, we will walk you through it. And what we learned over the past year, we could do things remotely pretty darn easy. So we could ship it yeah. over to you. You could also come on a Zoom meeting and we could show it to you. Uh, the whole purpose of that is to keep the cost you know, down yeah. as far as you can. Um, we, we started our webinar, webinar service where I, I'm actually the, the one who's discussing cases. So I have case studies showing you all different cases that I've used this for how the plastics worked with it. We just had our yeah. um, first one, just when we launched uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was a great success. We had a few hundred dentists on there. Um, it's amazing. It was a thousand dentists signed up and only a few hundred dentists showed up. 
Um, Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was it was mind blowing to me because I, I yeah I was like oh my god we're gonna have like that that's amazing that's great and then I was like where is everybody? Uh, but the great that's actually is- that's <laughs> actually a good percentage. If you got over ten per- percent of people sign up, that's a good percentage. I was told that by by our, our chief marketing uh, Fabrice. So he was on he was on that webinar as well. But we're gonna make that uh, recording available, obviously, to anyone that wants it. And we want to keep educating and have more of these webinars out there. We're gonna have reps in the major areas and hopefully increase that so that if you want somebody hands-on in front of you, um, we're gonna be posting this on Dental Town and different forums that we're able nice. to get out there. So I'll be sharing my cases on Dental Town on my personal account. Uh, we may even uh, do some webinars on that platform as well. And we have all these ideas because the whole concept here is that we're not a major uh, high cap corporation. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. That's great for, I think, for the dentist. Uh, we, we're constantly paying for things that we don't need. And, you know, you buy it in yep. bulk and we end up throwing out the things that expired or, or yep. buy five years worth of aligners, but like we're done after one round and now the patient, you know, is done. Yep. Why do I say that to you? So, so the whole, the whole concept is, is, is that it's by dentists for dentists or for dentists by dentists, whichever way you want to put that. And yeah. to keep that concept Smart. in mind the whole way through is that listen, literally we are practitioners every day. We're grinding just like you. Um, and yep. we, we're making a product for you and we're using it ourselves because it's benefiting us. And I think we could benefit you and everyone can benefit together. Well, it sounds like the learning curve is super small too, because they're already used to, most people are already used to doing that uh, digital scan and that you guys are taking care of all that. The reason why I asked about, I love digital printing. I think it's great. I think more and more people are going to be doing it, but Again, just one last step. I, I, every time I onboard a new client, I say, listen, my job is not to give you another job because you don't need another job, right? So what I like about this is that people are, hopefully they're hearing this of like, okay, I'm just basically putting, uh, uh, I'm changing the step in the process and in the process, I'm making more money out of it and giving quality, great service. So yeah, that, no, that's, that's really right on. Uh, it's, I, I took on um, a, a, a milling machine uh, to mill out crowns during the pandemic. I, mm-hmm. I had patients coming in and they were very nervous about coming in and I was nervous about going in, right? This is like sure. a, a year ago. And I, I, during a pandemic, I made an investment of like $50,000 to get a milling machine. And people said I was nuts, but I wasn't nuts because that allowed me to do dentistry the way I needed to and I'm still using it. But I didn't yeah. want it to increase my stress and my, my amount of time, right? The whole thing is like, you give it to a lab, let them deal with it. And I, I yeah. so I used it on certain situations, right? I used it on my, my second molars and my first molar, sometimes on the second uh, premolar. And when it came to aesthetics, I wasn't, I did not want to be staining these crowns. I don't have time for that. I, I didn't want to right. stress on it. The, the, the idea with Monmouth is less stress. So let let a dentist run company that understands what, what we want. We want to do good for our patients. We want them to be happy, write those good reviews. We want to do more dentistry. We want to get to a point where we're using this as a stepping stone for other dentistry. And that's, that's our, our building blocks of Monmouth is not to increase stress, but just the opposite. It's, it's to Mm -hmm. Digitize. It's to give a, a really predictable treatment plan that hopefully, and if you do, it's fine. People, there's so many dentists out there, and some people love the hands-on. So we have the more advanced RXs that you could do on our site. But there's actually a simplified form of an RX. So you take your scan, if you have a digital scanner, 
it's one page. It has uh, compared to the other ones out there, there's nine to like 15 pages they have to fill out. And it's the, the, really the basics of what you need us to do in addition to what we're already doing, which is decreasing the chair time and increasing predictability, but which teeth maybe are compromised, shouldn't be touched. Which ones do you not wanna put attachments on? Do you not wanna put attachments on at all? All that's on one page. What you're gonna get spit back to you is using that one pager to modify our most predictable treatment plan so that you're done. It's, it's done. And then for those orthodontists that are listening or the or general dentists, there are some general dentists and I get it. We love controlling, you know, the situation we have, <laughs> we have a more detailed form, but even that one's just three pages instead of wow. 10. And it, the, the reason is, is take out the parts that complicate things. Keep it simple, right? The kiss. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. We have so much going on in our daily lives of dentistry that the last thing we need is to be there at eight o'clock at night submitting forms and RXs that take about 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. How many doctors are right here telling me, you know, the biggest challenge they have in their business is all of the letters and the submitting they're doing their, uh, their, their clean checks and stuff like that. I have a, I have a mentor. You said, keep it simple, right? I have a mentor. I, I belong to a lot of different networking groups and mentor groups and coaching groups and, uh, his name is Joe Polish and he has this theme in his life that I've been trying to adopt more and more. And it just, it sparked in my head. The moment you said about keep it simple is that he has a thing called, he likes his life to be elf, easy, lucrative, and fun instead of half, which is hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. And when we think about that in our lives and our businesses, like that seems that here with mod, you're giving people an opportunity to get out of that that half life and start living more of an elf life where they can be easy, make it easy, lucrative, and fun. And uh, that that sounds like a lot of who you are too. It sounds like that with you. I thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you and meeting you through this this time we've spent together. Yeah, I, I love that. I love the elf. That was really that's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. I'm stealing that one. Um, Go for it. And yeah, Joe Joe's a smart man, and I steal a lot of stuff from him because he's a smart. And giving him credit, but still it. I'm like, yep, that's great. I love it. I think when it comes down to it is that we all we all kind of want that same thing. We yeah. we are working really hard. I, I think that not to not to toot our own horns. Dentistry's hard. It, it yeah. is physical labor. It's a mental labor. You're dealing with so many emotions of a patient. You have staff issues. You got insurance issues. You have your labs to go through. There's a crazy overhead. The last thing we need is to be pigeon held into what we were used to going back to what we spoke about way in the beginning of this uh, podcast is that, yeah, we we learned something and then we got to go like way above that. And just yeah. because there, you know, there are uh, uh, different opportunities to to start a treatment of clear aligners, let's say, right? We've been talking about that, and you're used to it, and this is what you were taught. You don't stay there if you feel like it's suffocating you. Yeah, try something new, and if yep. that gives you a place to breathe and be more lucrative and have less stress and maybe spend more time with your family, amazing. Yep. And if it doesn't, Absolutely. as I said earlier as well. I, it's try, you know, you try things and, you know, hopefully if you did enough due diligence and you believe in it, it will be right for you. And if it doesn't, you probably will not be wasting money. In fact, you're going to be saving because you're learning. You're, you're constantly yeah. 
practicing and you're going to get your practice way up to that next level where the, not just you, that you're having a better life, your patients realize it and they're telling yep. their friend, they're telling their friend, their family, and it just, it just swarms and it's amazing. And uh, thankfully, I'm so thankful I'm experiencing that after my past 15 or so years of practicing uh, and, and even more so being in a practice with my dad and seeing everything is that that's, that's the way to do it. You just have this quality of life. You have happiness. You have, you're more lucrative. And, and hopefully uh, if you try out the mod mouth system, you're going to feel that too. The coolest part is that it, it's by dentist for dentist is that I actually get on the phone at this point, at least. I mean, once we yeah, get up to yeah. the dentist, I don't know. I can't promise I'm going to do that, but I could help those out. So those who are just graduating, they're so thankful and they're getting on the phone with me. I'm like, Oh, they're like, I don't understand the treatment plan. And I explain it to them. And I, we can even modify the attack different, different things that might be bothering them. And they're mm -hmm. like, wow, that, that actually is simple. Um, so it's a cool time to try it out. Well, here's the thing that, you know, I think it's it'll be a really smart idea for anybody listening to this right now, go check it out right? Go to mod-mouth.com. Just get it. It doesn't cost you anything to get more education. I mean, really, I mean, think about that. For the main education you got over dentistry, uh, orthodontics, whatever you went into, whatever specialty you went into, there was a huge investment to get just the information, right? You couldn't even get in the door until you paid the fee. Right. Here, you're offering people to actually learn about what you do, get the information, and not even have to have a commitment behind it. And then let the information guide you to making a decision. So that's, that's Yeah, that's exactly it. It's a dentist way. It's, it's, it's by dentist for a dentist. So it's, it's like, no, we don't need you to give us uh, $1,500 to sign up, get a course, and then uh, buy a handpiece. And then- Right, uh, right. Uh, I've done it. I, I, I had, during the pandemic, I actually emptied it out. We, we either threw out or donated so much stuff that I've gone through yeah. as a dentist, but it's a learning curve. And as I yeah. said, that was a way of getting to the level where we're at, but that's right. You have a, a company that was kind of built on those beliefs. Hopefully it's just the education and you're not losing anything by just signing up or getting some education. Totally. hundred percent. Wow. Well, Dr. Steven, you gave us a lot to think about and great story and great connection. We end every single show with six rapid fire questions. So I'm just asking a question. You give me the first thing on top of your head. You can think about it. Is it ready to play? I'm going to try not to curse. Go. All right. Uh, what's the most expensive thing that you believe practice owners are missing in their practice? Laser dentistry. Laser dentistry is tremendous. Uh, patients love the idea of lasers. It sounds so futuristic. So cool. <laughs> uh, the, the predictability, it minimizes uh, discomfort. It's, it, yes, it's expensive, but if you use it, my, my goal here, by the way, was to turn on the laser every day, have it ready, not keep it in like a different room, but have it right there. And all of a sudden the application is just like built up. It's amazing how that works, right? You have it ready. You're ready to go. It, it ends up being used. What's a book that every private practice owner should read? I would say the Bible. Okay. <laughs> That's cliche. Okay. But uh, I think that just having a belief in something, and you don't have to. I, I have many friends that are not believers at all. But and even if you're not just finding a book on just mental state and, uh, and just uh, yoga is something that just could take your mind off of what's going on in the world yep. way past or something that's more of a mental state just gives you the opportunity to like, let go 
And when you can let go, all of a sudden mind allows you to move forward. I love that. I love that. We haven't had that answer, especially even in not just the Bible, but just the idea of something that makes you think and feel outside of yourself. Right. So that's great. Well, speaking of books, not like the Bible at all, but my book, The Practice Rx, uh, I focus on a team culture and team performance as the foundation to business growth. As you talk to your colleagues, as you're out there in the world, what do you see as the biggest challenge that private practice owners are facing with their teams and office culture? What I keep hearing, I'm, I'm in so many of these WhatsApp chats and uh, different study uh, groups, is that it's hard to keep a staff right now. Uh, a lot of yes. people, a lot of people lost staff over the pandemic, and to get back to what they were used to, people are de- their staff are demanding a lot more. Uh, they're asking for either more compensation, uh, more freedom, uh, uh, more time off. Uh, they're not giving their all into it, and and practice owners are really having a, a they're struggling for, to get their hygienists, to get their front desk, to get their uh, uh, insurance uh, um, staff. It's it's been tough, and that we're almost yep. competing with each other for the small pool that's out there. And the hope is, is that as time goes by and things are opening up and people are off of the unemployment, is that they're gonna people aren't being paid to stay home. Sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 a really good point. So we talked about going to modmouth.com. Is there a direct way people can reach out to you? There is. Uh, you could reach me by Dr. Steven, which is D-R-S-T-E-V-E-N at mod-mouth.com. Uh, that's uh, for the for the mod mouth. I, I checked out uh, probably every three to four hours. So you'll get back that same day. Um, you could also reach me at my practice, which is luxurydentistrynyc.com. There's contact forms on there. Uh, and our phone number at our practice is 212-759-7535. So that's for any practitioners that are listening right now and they want to catch me. I'm mostly in my office, unfortunately. I try to get more time at home. So that's the place to reach me. Uh, you just let a vet, my office manager know, hey, I'm calling in regards, let's say, to Monmouth or I have a case that I, I would love Dr. Steven to take a look at. You let her know, and I'll get back to you typically within that 24-hour period. All right. So the two things I'm going to have to work with you on is, number one, not checking your email every four hours. That's that's not a good thing. And number two, spending more time with your family. But that'll be another podcast episode. Uh, question number five is, what's the best advice? This is a big question, I know, but just off the top of your head, what's the best advice you've ever received on life or business? You just said it is <laughs> you just you just gave me the advice and I keep hearing it and I have to practice it more. And I was forced to practice it this past year, which is spend time with your family and appreciate them. Not everything is a battle. Not everything is a, a parent child situation or to try to prove a point with your spouse. It's really taking a step back and appreciating the moments in life and your family and kind of throwing work away for a little bit. Um, during the past uh, year and a half, I was forced we were closed down for, for three months. My wife is a nurse practitioner in a hospital. So she went to work every day. And I wow. actually woke up with my children, uh, got them through their Zoom school, made their uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinners, their snacks. You have a whole new appreciation for your wife. <laughs> the first three weeks, I thought I was done. I was like, <laughs> done. And then like week four, I was like, this is amazing. 
it just That's hit cool. because I stopped being that parent figure of, a, of authority. And I started appreciating all the mm-hmm. things that are going through their minds and everything they do. And as well as with my lovely wife, it just, the relationship just got stronger because I was able to appreciate it. So obviously oh, when there is no pandemic, you're not forced to close down. It's, it is important, as you just said, to take that time. I- Try to find I, it appreciate. one of my principles I live by. It's a it's a phrase that I learned years ago, and I just found it to be true. Is that nothing? Uh, sorry, no success outside of your home will compensate for failure inside of the home. And so, to focus on that, that's so important. Last question is: What's the best resource or tool that you believe every private practice owner should be using to grow their practice right now? Your colleagues. Your colleagues oh. are not your your adversaries. Uh, I, I have conversations with dentists all the time and everyone seems like to be so quiet and they almost don't want to say what they're doing and how they're right. It's the secret. Oh, they're going to take my thing. We are <laughs> we're in this, we're in this. Yes. There's hundred thousand, 200,000, 200,000 dentists in the country, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that many. And there's a mm-hmm. lot more people and we could all do very well by not competing on that degree and rather sharing, 100%. sharing how we deal with the staff, how we increase profitability, what we're using, what what's right, what's wrong. And with technology today, it's getting a lot easier. So uh, Facebook yep. groups is, is a place that I'm getting a lot of my information. Uh, Dental Town, as I mentioned before, amazing forums and never yeah. feel you know, you're too young or you don't understand what you're reading or people seem to be so much more advanced. Take little bits from that. You don't have to get yeah. to those levels right away. It is impossible. You start here and you're going, you're going slowly. Um, so it's really to open up, uh, talk, talk to our colleagues, learn, share as much as we can, especially with the ability of, of using the internet and different forums that we have available to us today. I, I totally agree. The number one way to get what you want in life is to ask. That seems so simple, but most people aren't asking for what they want. And I think that's great. Wow. Well, we've been totally uplifted and filled today with such great information, Dr. Steven. And I just really appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us and to share with us today. I hope you had a good time and I hope you, uh, you, you got what you wanted out of this conversation because I certainly did. Oh, no, this was amazing. I, I'm so happy that I was invited to participate. I think that was a great conversation. I hope the listeners learned something from our talk. Yeah. Um, and maybe in the future, we could do another one of these uh, on a different topic. Absolutely. Absolutely. That'd be so much fun. I love part twos on my, my podcast. And so I really, really appreciate it. Well, everyone listening, I'm just going to just implore you to reach out, go to mod-mouth.com and check it out. Just see, see what it's out there. Even just, you can tell Dr. Steven is someone who's just willing to just give you more information and help share. And, you know, I love what you said at the very end there about using your colleagues. There is no shortage of sick people in this world. So I believe there's no reason for anybody to think of competition, right? We, there's plenty of patients to be around. And the more we give, the more we're going to receive. That sounds cliche. I just believe it to be true. So for those of you listening Please feel free to reach out, share with Dr. Stephen what you learned and ask him a question. And uh, thank you again, Dr. Stephen, for being here. Thank you so much. All righty, everybody. Well, that's another episode of the Propreneur Podcast in the books. Thank you all for being here and for sharing this uh, information with your friends and colleagues. Again, don't forget, 
Our goal here is always to help you be more proactive, productive, and profitable in all areas of your life and business. We'll see you on the next episode, everyone. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.